You know what I don't hear parents saying is a problem? Having their kids eat more carbs. It's just something that for majority of the parents I speak with, work with, or talk to, we're not struggling to get our kids to eat more carbs, especially those that are refined or highly palatable with a lot of added sugars. However, what I hear again and again is that parents are struggling to get in protein, fiber, healthy fats, and veggies. Those are some of the top things that parents struggle to know how to get in their kids, specifically when it comes to packing up and sending lunchboxes. That's why in today's episode, we are going to dive into eight easy ways that you can add protein to your child's lunchbox without relying on meat or sandwiches. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So if you've been following along with Muffin Club, which we're now on week three, if you're not already signed up, you can still get the previous week's recipes and join us for the upcoming few weeks. All you have to do is go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash muffin club 2023. That's just all one word. Muffin Club 2023 on my site at veggiesandvirtue.com and you can join us. But part of the reason I'm structuring Muffin Club the way that I am this year is to help give you veggie-based muffin ideas. They're not your standard muffin that you're going to buy at the store. They're not the ones that are going to be the dupe of a Little Bites muffin. While none of those things are bad and my kids love those dupe recipes, these are intended to help fill some of the nutritional gaps that I know families are feeling the struggle with. And so just as I want to help give you some really easy and kid-friendly ways to incorporate veggies in your kids' lunchboxes, I want these muffin recipes to also provide a variety of other nutrients that might be a struggle for your family to get. One of which, which we're going to talk about in today's episode, is protein. Protein, maybe even before, above and before vegetables, might be the number one thing I hear parents complain about, worry about, and really struggle with. And I'll be honest with you, as a dietitian, I have to say a lot of times our fears are actually not substantiated. That's because as moms, I know so many of us are struggling to meet our protein needs, to sustain our blood sugar balance throughout the day, and to optimize our own protein intake. However, when we look at that of our kids, it's actually so much less than ours that we often are projecting our higher protein needs on our smaller children who have lesser protein needs. So I'm gonna talk through that briefly, but I'm also going to link a few past posts I've done on protein needs in kids so you can read into those a little bit more in depth if that's something that you're curious about or have questions about. But that said, for a quick rule of thumb, without reading the full articles listed, think about your child's protein needs being about half that of their body weight. So if you're looking at how much your child weighs, And again, this is going to vary a little bit depending on the age of your child. But a general rule of thumb for most children is going to be they need one half gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you tell me you have a 30-pound three-year-old, 
your child's protein needs is going to be about 15 grams. And while that may sound like a lot, especially if you tell me, oh, they don't eat any meat and they hate all protein and things like that. If your three-year-old is consuming two cups of milk a day, their protein needs are nearly met from that milk intake alone. And so oftentimes our kids don't actually need quite as much protein as we assume or have, you know, unsubstantiated anxiety about as moms. But what we really want to be looking at when it comes to protein and really what I'm going to be focusing on in the context of today's episode is how do we spread their protein intake out over the day so that as we look at making fueling breakfast, lunch, dinner options and fueling snacks that almost serve as a mini meal, we're incorporating sources of protein, fat, and fiber that helps balance our children's blood sugar and helps them to have appetite regulation over the course of the day. And the way that we do that is by breaking down, I'm going to just stick with that 15 grams of protein example here for ease of example, but we want to look at breaking that down into the number of eating opportunities that said three-year-old might have in a day. So if we're looking at the child eating three meals and we'll just say two snacks here, 15 divided by five means we're looking for about three grams of protein at each eating opportunity. Of course, it's not our job as parents to dictate if, whether, and how much of a food our child eats. So there's going to be some meals where they eat a lot more protein, and there's going to be other meals or snacks where they barely touch it. I'm going to link some other posts that I've done a podcast episode specifically on how you can get protein in at breakfast without relying on eggs. But I know so often parents are really worried come dinner time because our kids don't touch the protein. But when we look at it over the course of the day, our child's protein needs may already be met. So that's not a reason for us to kind of sabotage our own feeding efforts and belittle the feeding practices that promote our children's ability to decide if, whether, and how much they eat. But instead, it just helps us realize that there's so many other opportunities throughout the day that we can help our kids meet their protein needs. And this week, for Muffin Club specifically, I'm going to share with you a really creative source of protein that you can add into muffin batter, but really a lot of different items that you might already be offering your child. And so that's going to be the final easy add of protein that I'm going to share with you. But first, I want to go ahead and break it down into the top eight ways I think that you can add protein to your kid's lunchbox without relying on meat or sandwiches. You're going to see as I go through these, each and all of these could be included and are included within the Muffin Club recipes as an option of something that you can include in the muffin recipe. Again, this isn't just kind of your standard cupcake alternative muffin recipe program. This is something that I'm curating recipes for specifically to help fill some nutritional gaps by way of muffins because they're just such an easy option for us to prep ahead. We as moms can enjoy them, our kids can enjoy them, and we can often expose our kids to a lot of added nutritional variety and foods that they wouldn't maybe otherwise eat. So as we dive into this, I want to share in a few different categories, knowing that with proteins, we often also see a lot of food allergies or intolerances. So stick with me because if I mention something, say dairy or eggs or nuts that your child doesn't tolerate, or maybe your child's school does not allow you to send, know that there's going to be plenty of other options that we're going to outline as we go through these eight easy ways to add protein. So one of the first things that you're going to see added in some of the Muffin Club recipes 
is yogurt. You can sometimes use a Greek yogurt, sometimes just a full fat plain yogurt is going to be called for. But either way, you're going to see a really great option for adding protein to that muffin batter. Again, we're not necessarily needing our kids to have a full cup of Greek yogurt in order to meet their protein needs, but the yogurt or Greek yogurt that's added to muffin recipes distributed over the batch is going to help your child meet their protein needs over the course of the day. The second thing that you may consider adding or that you may see suggested in these muffin recipes is using a dairy or a dairy alternative that's higher in protein as your liquid. So if there's a liquid called for in the recipe, using something like a milk can be a really easy alternative to add some protein. Now I'm speaking specific to the muffin club recipes here as some options for how to add protein, but really any of these eight easy ads are things that you can be looking at incorporating over the course of the day. It may be singularly as an ingredient like yogurt or milk, but it also might be when you're making other things like pancake batter or in making oatmeal for your kids in the morning. These are just simple things that you can do or simple swaps when it comes to things like using a different liquid that help fill your child's nutritional gaps through little intentional efforts. The third way that you can add protein without relying on meat or sandwiches is using something like a nut butter. This could be peanut butter, this could be almond butter, this could be sunflower seed butter if your child is either allergic to nuts or at a nut-free school. And I know you're saying, wait, you said you were gonna add protein without sandwiches and automatically as parents, we default to PB&J. It's an easy option if it's something that our child enjoys and we keep in rotation. But something I love about the Muffin Club recipes is you can often add nut butter or the recipes themselves will already call for nut butter as a way to fill out with additional flavor, but also to bring in some added protein through plant-based sources like nuts. Now, I'm gonna add a quick little disclaimer because I do have some chocolate recipes on there. If you were following along for week one when we did chocolate zucchini, I've heard from so many of you that you loved them and they are so, so good. I am not against adding chocolate chips to muffins because I do think it helps often improve the taste and tolerability a little bit with kids. But I want a disclaimer as we talk about using nut butters as an added source of protein. If your child is a fan of Nutella, I hate to break it to you, but it is not going to be a very substantial source of added protein. So whether you are smearing that on a sandwich or you're looking to make more of a chocolate flavored muffin, stick with the Muffin Club recipes where they're adding cocoa powder or other flavors to kind of sweeten it up and maybe a sprinkling of a few chocolate chips on top for that flavor and the typical nut butter that might be called for or one that you have on hand that's gonna add a little bit more protein because in compared to traditional nut butters or even a sunflower butter, unfortunately, traditional Nutella, the nuts come a little bit further down the ingredients list and thus it's just not as high in protein and it's not gonna help your child meet their needs quite as much. Moving right along, the fourth way that you can add protein to your kid's lunchbox is using something like an alternative flour like that of an almond flour. 
Again, this is a really easy thing to look for when you're deciding on muffin recipes or even if you're looking just to make like a quick bread. We still have a lot of zucchinis even after that first week of muffin club that I'm using up. And so using something like an almond flour instead of a flour made from a grain is going to be a great way to up the amount of protein in whatever that baked good might be. Now, the fifth thing I want you to consider is kind of a piggyback to that is Obviously, so far I've mentioned dairy-based and nut-based options for adding protein. If your child has a food allergy or has a restriction at their school to not have either of those types of foods sent, the fifth thing that you might want to think about is that of just using a whole grain flour. Using something like a whole wheat flour or something we use as a gluten-free option at my house a lot is I just ground up oats for a homemade oat flour. It's really inexpensive, a great whole grain option, but they're going to have a little bit more protein than say that of your bread flour or all-purpose flour. And so while it's not going to have quite as much protein per cup as that of an almond flour, it's going to offer more protein than the refined alternative and help you still kind of up the amount of protein in a given recipe. The sixth way that we can up the amount of protein in our kids' lunchbox is by including eggs. Now y'all see, I put hard-boiled eggs in my kids' lunches often as just kind of a default. We often have them on hand in our kid-friendly snack drawer and it makes a really easy side. However, adding eggs to our muffin recipes is again going to just help distribute that source of protein over the batch so that depending on how many eggs the recipe calls for, we're able to get a gram, two grams, three grams of added protein just from the eggs alone in the recipe. And for some kids, depending on their age and developmental stage, that might be all they really need in that. But when you look at the eggs with the yogurt and a nut butter and a whole grain flour, you can see how the protein can really add up in some of these homemade muffin recipes just by being intentional with the ingredients that we're using. Now, if your child can't have eggs or you're just looking for a more plant-based alternative, the seventh way that you could add protein to your kid's lunchbox is by including something like a flax, a hemp, or a chia seed. You can easily add these in any of the muffin recipes from Muffin Club, even if it's not called for. I am very guilty of just sprinkling seeds on anything and everything. But it's also a good egg replacement. You can do something like a flaxseed replacement egg if you your child if your child can't have eggs or you're looking for a plant-based lifestyle, that might be an alternative you're really familiar with, but it also might just be something that your family wants to try as either an egg replacement or just in addition to egg, you can sprinkle some flax, some hemp, or some chia seed in these recipes really easily to help up the amount of protein just a little bit more. Now, the eighth and final ingredient that is not as obvious as a lot of the other ones I've shared is that of lentils. Now, my husband has some strong feelings about lentils. So there's a lot of things that I could mix lentils into that I don't as often, or if I do, I do a little bit lesser so just so my husband doesn't get too upset that it's uh, replacing his meat. But when it comes to muffin recipes, this recipe from Lindsay at the Lean Green Bean is one of my favorites. It sounds kind of weird, I admit, but Lindsay is the queen of finding ways to incorporate things like lentils, beans, and pulses into baked goods like this week's muffin recipe. So you might have heard about black bean brownies before. Well, this is a similar concept that you're going to get lentils 
If you've never bought lentils, let this be your challenge that this is a really great way to get some plant-based protein into your child's lunchbox without expecting or needing them to eat a sandwich or want to include some meat. You will cook the lentils. Often, Lindsay taught me this trick is cooking the lentils in advance. I'll just make a pot of them. I'll batch it out in the way, in the amount that the recipe calls for it, and I'll just freeze it for later. So when I do want to use this week's Muffin Club recipe again in the future, I have the lentils already cooked and ready, and I can easily incorporate them into the muffin batter. But this makes them just a great texture, but also gives us that added nutritional punch from the protein that even if we're not doing any of the other added protein options that I mentioned, this can give us a really great way to help up the protein intake. So something like a muffin has a little bit more staying power for our kids, for ourselves, and within our family as we look at having meals and snacks that include different sources of protein, fat, and fiber. For a recap of the eight easy ways that you can add protein to your kids' lunchboxes, consider incorporating things like yogurt, dairy or a dairy alternative liquid, nut butter, almond flour, whole grain flour, eggs, hemp, flax, and chia seeds, and lentils or beans in things like a muffin batter. So we can take those carbs that we know our kids eat and enjoy and we can elevate the nutrition in them by incorporating some of these easy protein ads that will not only incorporate some variety of foods that our kids may otherwise still be learning to like, but instead we can begin to expand the way that they enjoy everyday favorites like a muffin. To get all the Muffin Club recipes for free in your inbox each Friday for the next few weeks, make sure to sign up at veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash muffin club 2023.